I hate the fact that it's cool to be black these days. Good. I hate this hip-hop fucking influence on white fucking suburbia. Good. And I hate Tabitha Soren and all her Zionist MTV fucking pigs telling us we should get along. Save the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. Open our eyes. Every night, thousands of these parasites stream across the border. So two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. million dollars just to lock up a bunch of illegal immigrants, criminals. There's nothing funny going on here. This is about your life and mine. Statue of Liberty, it says, give me your tired, you're hungry, you're poor. Well, it's Americans who are tired and hungry and poor. And I say until you take care of that, close the fucking book. going on and I don't see anybody doing anything about it and he fucking pisses me off this isn't our fucking neighborhood it's a battlefield
What's up, family? How's everyone doing tonight? Thank you all very much for tuning in to another episode of the Eagles Nest. It's your boy, John Fashcroft. And joining me, as always, well, except for earlier, but back with us tonight is Brother Akila. How are you, bro? I'm excellent, man. Just crushed a sub, drinking my rain down, ready to go. Racial greetings to you and to the chat. Fired up for this one. So uh, we're benefiting up here from the unseasonably warm weather. <laughs> yeah, the unseasonable. Yeah, we're gonna go right into absolutely. Yeah, the unseasonably warm weather is causing all kinds of fracas out there. You may say, guys, you wouldn't believe what it's doing. Uh, but what's up, family? Thank you all very much for being here, man. Uh, for everybody who wasn't able to join us earlier today for the Rob Rundle show, the replay is up. Uh, I was going to release them as like a double feature together, but uh, I didn't want to do that because apparently that really confuses people. Uh, we're going to get into that as well here in just a second, but I first want to say what's up to everybody I wasn't able to say what's up to earlier. What's up, Abe? How you doing, brother? Splash. What's up, Bubba? Rock, Flack88, Confederate Scott. What's up, family? How y'all doing? Q-Tarted. What's up, brother? Pisat. What's up, Bubba? Uh, Mastercraft, Mainframe. What's up, fam? White Zealot. What's up, brother? Uh, Dissidents. What's up, family? Mr. Bull Milk. What's up, bub? Uh, Beefy. Hadrian. Nigger Hating Dave. What's up, family? How y'all doing? Uh, how do you do now, nah, Rondo? Uh, Rob uh, Rondo was on earlier today. You know he's overseas, so uh, shit's all fucked. You know what I mean? Time zone shit's all fucked, and I suck at it. It's hard. You know I always fuck it up. Uh, you know back when uh, we did the backing the boar marathon in like 2020, uh, that was a pain in the ass for me because we had like guys from like fucking all over the world. We had guys from Australia, guys from like somewhere in Eastern Europe, guys from South Africa. And then not only that, we had guys from different time zones within just the United States. So it was a fucking mess trying to organize all that shit. But uh, yeah, so when we do get Rob on, uh, it's always kind of like, not not necessarily spur of the moment, but it's going to be, it's, it's odd hours because of him being so far away and time zones being what they are. But yeah, he was on earlier and I do have the uh, replay up. I just got it up. Uh, just a bit ago. Uh, Goy Toy. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, I was busy with some child rearing duties, which I was very happy to be able to do. But caught me, Robbie caught me a little early, so I couldn't stick my nose in. But uh, I'm looking forward to listening to it, man. It's always hype when Rob's on. Yeah, uh, Goy Toy, Mario, Pedal Fast, Southern Asshole. What's up, family? How are y'all doing? Thank you guys very much for being here, man. Uh oh shit black pill heathen what's up family uh Plu, pluto eternal says the way you say what's up family reminds me of na meetings <laughs> uh i actually have never uh been a part of any like na community like that i do have a good buddy who's super involved in all that shit uh but i've never really been into it uh yeah uh, thank you, uh, Brother Dave. He says it was a great stream earlier with uh, Rondo. I thought it was great, man. I always love having those uh, kind of conversations. It's important, man. And we need to, uh, I don't know, that, that to me that lifestyle needs to be pushed more. That whole scene needs to be pushed more. It's, I love it. It's the shit I love, right? If we could mix that with the art scene, right, being music and you know, like me, I do uh, fire poi, and I'm sure there are other people in this thing that do some other sort. Of, like, you know, there's the whole White Art Collective crew, right? Their entire crew does think different shit, right? They got somebody, they got Hareth, you got the Mamas and the Pepes, you got uh, all those other musicians. Uh, I'm forgetting Jack some Jack White. 
Jack White. Yeah, I was thinking that, but I thought Jack White was actually a, a mainstream guy, so I couldn't remember if that was. Well, he's the other Jack White. We got two there Jack is two. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, because I thought I was like, man, I just w- went to a Jack White concert with some guys from Ohio a while back, and that wasn't. But anyway, uh, so you know they got that. They got musicians. They also got the guys who do uh, like short films, right? Like Jeff Winston and those guys do like short film shit all the time, right? Uh, so cool. we have a bunch of creative people right so if we could if we could mash the two meld the two right the uh these combat uh sports events and like some uh art festival style events right if we could mash those two into like a yearly uh uh, yeah hereth for sure yeah i said hereth uh a yearly festival Right, like one big yearly fucking festival uh, where we had all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like a make it like a three day festival, right? You have fucking one day for the combat sports, one day for like the arts, and then the last day for like activities together. Like me and Rob were talking about like having um, competitions, right? Like uh, he was saying, like you know, uh, everybody comes with their own crew, right, or their own group of guys, right? Like the NJP guys, for instance, right? NJP guys, Patriot Front guys, uh, and then Active Club guys from different areas, right? Everybody comes. The uh, White Art Collective guy, you know, everybody comes with their own, like, group of people. And then they have, like, a competition, like, uh, banner making and banner drop competition, right? Like, everybody makes banners and kind of, like, finds ways to drop them in slick ways around the property where we're having the event at, right? Uh, And then also, like, uh, family reunion-style competitions, right? Like you know, where you tie the foot together, right, and run the race and, like, tug of wars. And he was even talking – we even got to talking about uh, doing, like, a world's strongest man thing for, like, our guys who are into, like, heavy lifting and shit, like, doing where they got to carry the boulders and, like, refrigerators on their back and shit like that. You know what I mean? HVAC competitions. Huh? HVAC competitions. HVAC competitions, yeah. you know, fucking, yeah, all that shit, man. Yeah, hey, listen, like a like a Nazi palooza, put it on tour right around the country. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that would be something to to shoot for, man, because like we already Absolutely. see these things happening kind of independently of one another. Right? You see, uh, Rob and his guys did the the tournament thing, and um, White Art Collective has already done a couple of their little festivals, right? They do the White Art Collective Festival. I think they've had at least two, and they've done, like, their independent film festival thing. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so mix these it are, all together, dude. And make I'm it grow up. together, yeah. yeah. No shortage of music, dude. Fill the stages with RAC bands and hip-hop and DJs. Dude, you could go all day and all night from the amount of music we have. Like, yeah, it, it, it could be a great, great thing. And, um, like, think of how big of an impact Lollapalooza had culturally on, on, on kids yeah exactly yeah. that's what i'm saying man and that Warped is the kind remember? of shit guys that is the... skate do all kinds of shit and that's the kind of shit that will bring young people to us man 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah but anyways getting on into it let's pull this on up so spe- uh speaking of what akila was saying there uh at the beginning of the show with this uh unseasonable weather <laughs> the unseasonable <laughs> heat uh, it's being blamed, you know, it's, it's the unseasonable heat guys. It's the unseasonable heat that has caused eight 
8,000 shootings in the United States. Eight fucking thousand shootings. It's not to laugh at, but it's like, no, it's like to laugh holy at. fucking shit, man. How do you equate these two things together? Like, definitely crime pops off in the summertime up here in Canada a lot more because it's too fucking cold to run around doing crime in the winter. But yeah. in places where there's no, like, oppressive cold, how how is this a thing? Well, and here's the, it's, it, they, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. You always hear this, right? Like, uh... Summertime is the killing season and crime spikes in the in the heat. And I refuse. I don't really necessarily think it's so much that the heat causes them to commit crime. I think it's just when it's hot outside, when it's nice outside, right? When it's not cold, there's just Negroes are outside more, right? And the more Negroes that are outside, the more murders you're going to have. The more actual Negro boots on the ground outside of their domicile, the more murders and violent crimes you're going to have. No, I mean. Uh, spring brings out the wild in the dindu, bro. <laughs> Anytime the sun is shining and it's not free and it's not cold, and the Negro boot is on the ground, there is a high potential for violent crime. It's real. It's just real. There's a whole continent called Africa, you know, <laughs> and it's hot all the time, and they eat each other. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 8,000 shootings in U.S. cities in recent years were attributed to unreasonably warm temperatures, according to a new study. The researchers said the work suggested that the climate crisis could be contributing to increased gun violence by pushing temperatures beyond normal ranges. Shootings were already known to peak in summer when people are outside more, when the heat can increase aggression. That's not the heat. These are these are just... It's, it's an, what is it? I've talked about this before. It's... Uh, the 19% ghost DNA and the excess of the MAOA gene, the warrior gene, right? It is, it's, it's literally their genetic, it's their genetics, it's their genes that do this, right? Yep. It's not the heat, it's not fucking systemic racism, it's not because they're fucking poor, it's not any of these things, it's because it's who they are. And they will do anything. I mean, they have gone so far as to fucking, I mean... What have, I mean, over the past year, what all have we covered? Have they called them, you know, uh, TikTok? They're viral TikTokers, right? It's viral TikTok trends that cause the Kia boys to wreak havoc across the, across the country, stealing fucking cars. Not niggers, viral, uh, viral TikToks. Uh, we've, we've seen them called revelers, uh, tourists, uh, teens. Uh, and now it's fucking climate change. Anything. To not just acknowledge the fact. Can you picture the this... boardroom? Like the boardroom at one of these fucking news places. Or just like full of Jews and fucking libtards sitting around not knowing a damn thing about niggers. And just willfully making up nonsense to explain their bullshit. Like, you know, they're all drinking their fucking lattes and like three quarters retarded. Uh, I, read... I, I, I don't... I don't uh, buy into the thing that they don't know. Everybody knows this, bro. That's like when yeah. I did the Stardust thing, when I was debating that Stardust girl, that's what I kept hammering away at her. Like, you know what I'm saying is true. I refuse to believe that anybody doesn't know the reality of the new. Everybody knows they're hyper-violent. Yeah, yeah just everybody willfully, fucking willfully knows. Doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they know. They know goddamn good and well, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. If it was a viral TikTok trend, 
that we're just going to focus on the keyboard. If it's a viral TikTok trend, why didn't you see white kids by the hundreds stealing fucking cars? Because white people don't behave in that manner. Very rarely do they. And if they do, when you do see a white person behaving in this manner, almost 100% of the time, they're a wigger. Let's say 99.9% of the time, it's a wigger behaving like this. Someone who idolizes Negro culture. And if it's not a wigger, it's a drug addict. And a lot of times it's a combination of the two. Yeah, wigger drug addicts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what, you just don't see this shit, right? So it's not a TikTok trend. No, it's what it's it is. It's absurd. You know what they, I mean? They, they sit in there and they, you know, they think they're fucking heroes, these journalists, right? They think that they're saving people. Our journalism, we are heroes. We are under pressure. We're oppressed journalists we do this and we risk our lives every time we put pen to paper and how can we we're heroes how can we save the nigger today how can we lie and save a nigger today you know from from the evil oppression of the white supremacists it's fucking crazy shit bro and they laugh they they have to laugh i don't know they're fucking you have to fucking rob and i were talking about this off air we him and i were just shooting the shit before we went live and at this point yes you have to you have to just laugh hysterically at this because it's just it's gone beyond the point of absurd. It's gone beyond the point of absurdity. <clears throat> the level of just how far everything has fallen, right? It's just now at this point, it's just you just laugh at it. You build yourself up. You build your, your broader uh, white community uh, and you start preparing yourself and your people around you, right? Start getting in shape, you know, uh, start preparing yourself uh, for what's coming, right? Uh, make yourself anti-fragile because this shit is just gonna i mean like <laughs> you know what i mean this shit is just fucking absurd wild uh, wild and hilarious yeah but there, are, there, will, there yeah. will come a time when there's there's going to be no way out uh, <laughs> what am i trying there's going to come a time when there's going to be no more uh Burying your head in the sand, right? So don't don't get don't get all fucking bummed out and shit, guys. Because there will come a time. It's gonna get really bad, right? That's the thing. Like things are going to eventually get to a point where there's gonna be no burying your head in the sand anymore, and people are gonna have to address the problem of minority crime in this country. I promise you, it's going to happen. People are going to get fucking uh, fed up with it at some point. Uh, yeah, just, tick 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 up yeah. the roller coaster, man. You know, up the, up the side of that roller coaster, tick, tick, tick. Everybody's trapped in. Don't know what's on the back end of that fucking drop, you know? See, it, it was, what's going to happen is, is it's going to be when it starts affecting the middle class more, right? Because, see, before mm. the middle class and, and these people that were able to get into, like, gated communities and be in suburbs and shit away, now these Negroes are getting rich off silly shit like YouTube and TikTok, and they got the money to infiltrate, not to infiltrate, but to insert themselves into these middle-class areas, right? They're buying decent houses, right? These are still brutal, thuggish, gangbang Negroes. So they're buying houses in nice areas, and then the fucking massive shootout happens at fucking Saks Fifth Avenue, right? Because two sets of gangbang Negroes are going in there to buy their Louis Vuitton man purse, and then they have a fucking all-out shootout with Draco AKs in the Saks Fifth Avenue. All that shit's coming. It's already happening. It's already starting to happen at, like, nicer restaurants right we covered a couple of them with the drill rap shit right Mm -hmm. these guys are getting into massive shootouts at like fucking pf chains and shit i don't think that's what it was it was like a sushi restaurant or some shit in the middle of the fucking street hundreds of rounds right this these things are going to start uh uh encroaching upon the rich (laughs) yeah (laughs) another evidence of this is uh the dude bernard some shit like there's a, a french 
dude. Um, he's the new richest man in the world. He owns Louis Vuitton and Givenchy and like uh, like 62 brands under his thing. And he, it's all like luxury stuff, all, all, all retail. Like how the fuck is that possible over COVID, right? So people, their money is going there. And then these poor fucking, these niggers that spend all their money at this shit, they're getting more and more money. They're getting the government checks are going to these people and all their excess funds, as you're describing, that they get from whatever they do is going to, like, you know, he's he's richer than Elon Musk now, right? So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thug of the Goat, thank you very much, brother. Good to see you, says Niggers Tank. Yes. <laughs> Piper, what's up, sis? She says, apparently climate change is also affecting European cities during New Year's Eve also. Oh, no. Oh, no. Has it gotten that bad over there now? Uh, we're going to look at this. I did have something hilarious I want to watch here in just a second. Let's see what old Pipes has here. Jeez. Holy fucking <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, welcome to it all, right? Like the old Mike Ma uh, book says. You know, welcome to it all. Rioters set fire to 690 cars in France over New Year's Eve. 20% less than last year, though. <laughs> uh, 690 cars set ablaze during New Year's Eve was 20% less than there were last year. Fuck around. Police were deployed across the country. Authorities said the turn of the year passed peacefully without any major incidents. A total of 490... <laughs> peacefully without any major incidents, but 690 cars were set ablaze and 490 arrests were made. Across France, I mean, I guess how big is France? How big it's is not France? Not very fucking big, bro. Yeah, it's like I'll a tell state, you right now. Right? Yeah, it's like it's a state. Sm- yeah, it's a, sm- a mid-sized smaller than Texas. State. Yeah, it's. I think six Frances fit in Texas. Yeah, smaller than Texas. Yeah, so I want to. You got to make that clear because a lot of times people hear countries like, oh well, I mean that's just that's across an entire country, John. John, that's a that's a, that's four hundred and ninety or just across an entire country. That's not that. Yeah, the country's the size of fucking Long Island, bro. <laughs> it's like tiny. You know what I mean? There are fucking there are major cities. You know, damn near the size of these countries. Sometimes. Yeah, you can take a train across it in like seven eight hours. Yeah. You know? So this isn't like you know, uh, and that's another reason. Uh, that's another thing. That's something I'm actually uh, kind of trying to. That's a. a so what we're talking about here, like the size of uh, other countries compared to America is something I kind of want to, that's, that's an angle I'm going to try to take. Uh, and I'm trying to develop with the street interviews that I want to set up. Uh, I kind of want to talk about that and I want to see if I can pull, uh, see if I can get, you know, pull people to the, to the, to the side of like balkanization, right. Or see, see how they feel about it when they realize how big America is compared to other countries. Right, you know what I mean, and and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, yeah, scope and scale of the yeah. crime and 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 the lifestyle that people are living and how it's different place to place. Um, Americana had a good uh, New Year's Eve little uh, chat with a bunch of the guys, and they were talking about stuff like this. And um, you know, it's definitely a path that you can bring people down, perceiving their country, their nation, their people differently through um, you know easy intro to demographics. And comparisons like that, you know, uh, Canada is an interesting place too because all of our provinces are like bigger than Texas, <laughs> and we've got like only people piled up at the borders. You know, there's half of the fucking thing is not even being used. So well, because you know, you'll die. 
yeah, it's like Antarctica. Right. It's cold you as fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So why why don't we just push all these fucking people north and watch them freeze and be happy? Or some shit. Yeah, like, like yeah, you know, no, yeah, like they, they don't even know. Like, yeah, we built you all of these houses way up north. You, you, you take it. It's yours. You can have it. You know, uh, be fruitful and 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 all that good shit. Go have yeah, fun. Live long and prosper, Pat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, live long and prosper up there in the fucking brutal fucking cold. Uh, somebody tagged me. Uh, hey, has anyone addressed the bullshit about Wakanda Forever sales and Black Adam sales all the nigger movies and the fact that Hollywood lost five hundred billion dollars last year? Uh, now, bro, to be honest with you, uh, Southern asshole, uh, I haven't kept track of the Wakanda and Black Adam and that kind of stuff. Uh. I did. We did show a thing the other day where there was this. Um, there's a, a black dude by the name of Doctor Umar, and he's like a pro-black, right? He's one of these hardcore. He reminds me of like a Killer Mike that can't rap. Uh, and he was saying that the new Black Panther, Southern asshole. Listen, the new Black Panther is actually a Mexican power movie. It's actually. Um, a gentrified movie that is uh, supporting Mexican power and showing how much stronger Mexicans are than black people. <laughs> it was wild. It was absolutely he was very insane. mad. He was very <laughs> pissed. Very fucking pissed. Uh, so yeah. Um, also, okay. like the Black Adam, but The Rock is not black, bro. Like, so I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know what kind of thing he is, but. Maybe he's a bit black, but he's like about as black as fucking Tater, less, you know? So I don't know about Black Adam. I don't even understand that fucking movie. This, you know, when I was a kid, I was really into Marvel shit, you know, as a little kid. And I, I, like, I think I heard of Black Adam once. Like, this is ridiculous fucking bullshit. So they deserve to lose all their money, those motherfuckers. But they're also so propped up, you know, by Jewish private fucking funding that you know they can lose all their money they won't care they'll still be pumping out garbage to propagandize people uh yeah no you're right uh southern asshole they don't they bootleg them or uh they bootleg movies he says uh negro niggers don't play for don't pay for movies uh no you're right they bootleg them or there is an old hustle uh that i mean that's where i learned it from this is who i used to do it with where you go and i don't even know if this is a thing i'm not you know, a teenager anymore. But when we were teenagers, we would go buy movie tickets and, and go, you know, see, like, we would watch, you know, watch one movie and we would hang out, go into the little arcade, hang out, and then go watch other movies all day. You know what I mean? All fucking, you know, uh, not all day, you know, two or three, two movies and shit. So, uh, yeah, they don't pay for movies, and when they do, they, they manipulate the system in some way. But uh, bootleggers, uh, every bootlegger I've, I've ever known has always been a black dude. Right, with like a huge CD case of shitty bootleg DVDs. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's even a thing up here, dude. The only way you could get like movies bootleg back in the 90s and the aughts was from niggers. And they'd sit in there with their little video cameras. One of them, that's the guy's business. You know, you'd have a video camera and you'd be filming the fucking screen. That's some old head shit. Yeah, speaking of uh, bootleg versions of things, man, uh, we have this uh, Negro bootleg version of dodgeball so you know in dodgeball brother akila the point is to not be hit right like you don't want to be hit by the ball you want to try to do what is it dodge dip dick or dodge dip dive duck dodge or whatever the fuck it was 
Yeah, from, Shadow I, Drifter. I, I, I can't remember it from. Yeah, no, that's that's been my understanding. Uh, Pretty simple game. Negroes just have decided to uh, bean the shit out of each other with the ball, and I, I mean, I don't really know what's going on here, but it's fucking fascinating. It's hilarious. Uh, I don't know if this is in like some uh, like Brazil or New York, uh, but what's the difference? Same difference, What's the think? difference? Let me share this with you real quick before we get started. What's the difference, bro? Brazil or New York? What is the fucking difference? All right. <laughs> Look. Whack. 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 <laughs> Holy fucking shit. What is happening here? The athleticism is honestly remarkable. Like, they have hands. Like, let's be real. They're fucking gunning that ball at each other from three feet away, and they catch it. These bitches should be in the fucking NFL. Holy fucking shit, dude. Look at this. What? This is women. It's what? women, dude, playing this. I think it's co-ed. It's co-ed, co okay. I think we got co-ed. Yeah, between male niggas and female niggas, they I think the thing. Way. I think the thing in black with the hat is a dude. I think the thing in the red shirt is a dude. Fucking okay, nuts. Negro fucking ball or dodgeball, man. How fucking insane is that? Uh, I saw that shit the other day and I fucking died. Uh, Peggy Bear says this will be an Olympic. <laughs> this will be. Uh, <laughs> this will be an Olympic sport soon. Yeah, no shit. It will be. It will be next Olympics. They're oh, gonna fucking man. fast track that bullshit. Niggers love it. Let's go. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Uh, and speaking of, uh, here we go. Have you seen this right here? Is wild, bro. Uh, we've talked before about uh the inhumanity and lack of compassion uh in the African American community, but this right here, I think just goes to a whole nother because you know usually you you know the lack of compassion we see from from the african-american community is toward is toward day op right it's toward day ops right so that you can almost almost kind of see where they're coming from with that right because they they perceive this person as an enemy but you would expect a group of people to protect their friends and the ones that they supposedly love and care for right uh, but uh, nothing comes between an Afri African American and their plate of food. <laughs> you check this out. It's their the buddy's dying, and a white person has to come over and save this guy's life. Look, he's dead. There's a nurse right now here looking at the Look. He's alive. This, this Negro went into the bathroom and did Fent. The Negro went to the bathroom and did Fent and come back out. And he's overdosing. And, and they, look, they're eating the food. Watch. We're going to go back. Watch. Look. Eating the food. <laughs> Had this white woman not come over and been like, hey, your fucking friend's dying. They would have sat there and ate that fucking food. Until he, he would have died. He would have sat right there and fucking died. Reminds me of the old old video from a few years back where the dude fucking tried to swim across the river. And the, friend, the dude was just 
watched him fucking drown. There's two or three of those floating around, and they just laugh. Oh, yeah, go swim. Mike, you can't swim. You can't swim, nigga. Dude, drowns. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes, and they just fucking <laughs> sit there and film him drowning, dude. Their buddy. Yeah. This is their friend. It's their homie. It's fucking... It's, it's unbelievable, <sighs> man. Just the disregard, you know. Could care the the just don't value life like in any way. And you know, I mean, if you're a nigger, well, I guess why would you? You know, see, I mean, she has no. They have no concept of the value of life. It means nothing to them. Bro. Look, he's just smacking away on his chicken. Just. I don't know what's wrong with that nigga. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happened. I mean, I understand you're eating my food. Unbelievable. He's just sleeping. He's sleeping. Bro, I would be hysterical. I mean, not hysterical. You know what I mean? But like if we were eating and, and, and you come back out and sat down at the table and do that, I would have you out on the floor, like doing CPR, slapping you in the face. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> not just like sitting there snacking away. I suppose you can see on us that like our, our color changes, our lips turn blue and shit like that. They can't really. There's no markers for this on a Negro. My God, you know? look at his face. Look at that. His <laughs> mouth is wide the fuck up. I mean, I guess. I mean, they're probably so used to seeing him like high on lean and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's probably that's probably what it was. He's probably just so used to seeing this guy high on lean and just, uh, out of it. Just, look at the wow. still, the, and the still, the the dude in the beige hat. Look, look at his face. He just doesn't care. He's like, "Why are you interrupting my meal?" He looks like, pissed. He's like, this. he's yeah. mad. He's frustrated that this guy's fucking up his meal. <laughs> he's pissed off that this guy's dying while he's eating dinner. He's offended. Quite yeah. frankly, he's offended that this guy has interrupted his meal. Yeah. It's probably not the first time, you know. I don't know, John. I mean, it could be the inherent disregard for life that's built into their genetics, but it could also be the weather. You know? Yes, it's, I, I it's probably the inclement heat, right? The unseasonable heat. Look, he's still fucking eating. Look! Hands on plate. He's dipping his fucking nuggets. He's dipping his tendies and having a bite. Look at this fucking mud shark here next to him. Is that his mud shark or is that another EMT person? The hair is kind of deceptive. He has a paw? Is it a good paw? Oh, there he goes. Breathe. Hey, you alright? Breathe. Can you look at me? Feel that? No, he's doing. She's doing the protective pressing. Is he still? Is he got a pulse still? Yeah. Jeez, Louise, man. So yeah, there you have it, man. Just an utter lack of awareness or or regard for any form of life or anything like that. He's dying in his like far off mind, you know, as he's like walking towards the lady, like smells a white woman touching him, and he's like, come back. Yeah, Come that's back, the only thing. Yeah, he's yeah, it's the only thing. He's like, he's, he's yeah, it's the only thing clinging him to life is the smell <laughs> of a white woman. Yeah, hundred percent.
they call me Perp. What's up, brother? Thank you very much. What did he say here? I just saw that come up. He says, uh, just had to stop in and show some love for the content. Johnny, thank you very much, brother. He said, let's get you an eight HT together soon, brother. Right on. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Uh... Thug of the Goat, thank you very much, brother. He says, it's so awesome living with a race of people that will put you in a life or death situation accident for accidentally scuffing their shoes or looking at them wrong. Uh, yeah, and even and they'll, they'll engage you with the stare down, right? They'll, they'll try to test you. And then, yeah, you end up in a fucking fight for your life. Or, or just, you know, out to eat with your old lady who happens to be a nurse. She goes to the bathroom. You're sitting there like, man, what the fuck is taking my old lady so long? So you get up. You all walk to the bathroom and she's fucking doing CPR on some ODing African in the middle of the fucking store while his buddies. That's the thing, man. Like that. His butt, his, his people, his folks, whatever the fuck they call him, his gang are just sitting there watching him die. Right. Like nobody else cares about this guy except for this random white woman. This happens to be walking by. It's fucking wild. A little microcosm for society in a lot of ways, man, you know, like. Like our Texas says here, he they didn't even have the car, common courtesy to call a fucking ambulance. They just kept eating. No, kept it's crazy. I, I seen a nigger bail in the middle of the street like about maybe a couple weeks ago. You know, right in the middle, like the, the light turns green. He's in the crosswalk. He just fucking hits the deck. How had a bag on and and like it was open and all these crack pipes fall out dude all this paraphernalia falls out it all smashes on the ground he's all rolling in this shit he was fucked up uh, fresh off the boat african too and he's like two white people like start going over trying to help him up and shit. i yelled at them boy i said get the fuck away from him you're gonna get cut you're gonna get hepatitis get the fuck off that dude yeah dude there's and, no yeah. telling what's gonna don't don't go yeah. no, absolutely yeah. not yeah. Man. and like, this, this lift art behind me starts yelling he's like are you serious that's a human life I, I told him to fuck off shut the fuck up man and the two people listened to me they walked right, right away from him the cars drove around him and he just laid there fuck that i'm not calling nobody for you yeah, yeah, like, I mean, if you're that concerned, call a fucking ambulance, but don't go touch that motherfucker, man. Oh, dude. No. Fuck no, dude. Risk your shit over that. Fuck out of here. So Kanye... Oh, shit. So, yeah, uh, speaking of crazy African uh, shenanigans, uh, have you heard that uh, <laughs> Kanye West has disappeared? Did the Jews kill Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> Akilah, did the Jews actually kill Kanye West? Where did he go? Apparently, Kanye West is missing. He's disappeared. Nobody knows where he's at. Man, they uh, got Martin and they got Malcolm. Now they yeah, got Kanye. And, yeah, conspiracy theories abound, uh, but some some other people think there's maybe some more logical uh, there's a more logical explanation behind it. Let's see what that might be. West is hiding from being served, says his former business manager. Hey, what's up, <laughs> Dub? And you gotta check this out. He's hiding from being served legal papers. He's going to get sued for some shady shit he pulled or whatever. It might be actually Jews just pulling some frivolous lawsuit on him. Yeah. With that, he's hiding from a lawsuit. <laughs> I think he might so be Kanye also hiding is- from like a, a, an abundance of like uh, communist street niggers getting paid to kill him. You know, they all half of them hate him, you know, and they all are probably getting paid. So it's, you know, Jews with papers and niggers with pistols. Yeah is usually omnipresent and shaking up pop culture with his antics, but he's reportedly been missing in action in recent weeks. According to All Hip Hop, the rapper and producer's former business manager, Thomas St. John, has been unable to get in contact with the polarizing rap star as he tries to sue Ye for a breach of contract. 
St. John reportedly told the courtroom during a hearing that he hasn't had the opportunity to serve Kanye with the legal documents regarding the lawsuit. He claims that his and Kanye West's professional relationship began in March of this year, when West agreed to keep him on a monthly retainer of $300,000 as payment to be his business manager and the chief marketing officer of all things related to the Donda brand. St. John explained that he and Kanye maintained a good business relationship until an aggressive meeting and the heated argument led to their falling out and West not returning his messages. St. John needed a guarantee that West wouldn't abruptly abandon the commercial relationship, in addition to the financial costs and hazards associated with committing to West as a client. But Mr. St. John offered to settle for a contract lasting at least 18 months. The lawsuit allegedly states, Thomas St. John is now seeking $4.5 million in damages, which includes payments for the months of July, August, Everybody, and September. Hey, man, this poor fucking Negro, man. Everybody's just trying to fucking suck at the teeth. I don't really want to spend too much more time on this, but that's what it was. I, I was seeing, I just thought it was funny because I kept seeing for like the past couple days, I've been seeing these articles floating around about Kanye West missing and people saying shit. And then I saw this and it was like, uh, he's hiding from a fucking lawsuit. <laughs> it's like when so the biggest not... elephant, you know, in the savannah dies of old age and all the buzzards and all the fucking, you know, all the animals come, all, all the, what are they called? Scavengers, you know, the scavengers mm -hmm. come start picking the carcass. You know, it's, it's green light, you know, still alive too. Never mind. The, the, the big elephant's still alive. They're just picking the meat off him while he's, you know, yeah, no sympathy for him. I don't give a fuck, but. It's just the nature of these people, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually, and I actually agree. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, right? fuck him. Like, hi, yeah, but hide from this guy trying to fucking uh, suck you while you, you know suck blood from you. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I agree. But not. I just thought it was funny. He's not dead. Jews didn't kill him. He's just hiding from this fucking little faggot trying to sue him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't worry. Yeah. The Negro Savior, the white race, is still around. He has yeah, a he will reemerge to yeah, deliver he, deliver you from from the clutches yeah, of, of the evil yeah, kikes. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll be back. Uh, and speaking of one of our favorite Negroes, uh, and you the uh, motherfucking Indian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our buddy uh, Rashad Jamal has popped back up on our on our radars, and this is actually kind of uh, calls back to what uh, Southern Asshole and I were talking about here at the beginning of the show with uh, the war between the Mexicans and the blacks or the Indians and the blacks, the Indios, the Aztecs, you know, because there's no difference between Mexicans and blacks. They're all the same, right? They're all Indio, right? Some just got fucking fucked by Spaniards. It's the only difference. Uh, so here is uh, Mr. Rashad Jamal explaining how uh, slaves, bro, check this out, Akilah. Slaves did not come from Africa. They were black. They're black Indians. <laughs> the slaves are black Indians, bro. So that's what you got to understand. And you the motherfucking Indian if you got carbon in your skin. They lie. <laughs> you got carbon in your skin. Nigga, we're all carbon-based life forms. It's so fucking wild. When they told you in history, all the Indians gone. Where? Where? Where they go? Where they go? Where they go? Nigga, they said it was 8 billion Indians. Where they go? Eight billion in You really believe they killed eight billion of us? <laughs> they just got here. They just got here. They just got here. Fuck what they telling you. You see these motherfuckers went back and wrote themselves in our history trying to they got spells of us trying to make us think that they've been here and shit, cause we have forgotten. Here's another thing that cracks me up. When did the song I got five on it, a song about smoking fucking weed? 
become like this is a thing on TikTok. Every one of these, like you'll see Charleston White, the Negro Charleston White, you know, saying all this bullshit, right? Pontificating, doing his bit, right? Saying, you know, doing the wise Negro bit. And then now you got this guy, or Dr. Umar, the guy we were talking about earlier. Every time you got one of these, or it'll be Malcolm X or Reverend Farrakhan or some shit, and they'll have them doing like this black conscious shit, and they have the I'm five on it beat. <laughs> playing in the background it's like a song about smoking weed and now it's become like this revolutionary soundtrack it's fucking hilarious the blacker you talk the more ebonics you use and the louder you yell the more true your bullshit is yeah man made years nigga we actually what was we fucking uh we were reading something on the air the other day and it was some some fucking jew was saying something like that that like uh because it come from such a strong black man, it had an extra ring of truth to it. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? What I, I remember mean? that, I but that made that me was. think of what I'm about to say, which was I was watching a black, uh, Devin Stack had a nice um, review of uh, Century of the Self. And they had these fucking uh, seminars at this hotel, Hotel California, which is probably the, the source of the song. But anyways, they had these like these conferences and they were trying to like, uh, manipulate the, the minds of white people. And then they were trying to figure out a bunch of different ways to do it. And so they, they figured if they did it with race, if they got white people and black people together, that the racial like animosity would come out and they would like, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of like the, um, like we've talked about before, like MK, MK, MK ultra stuff where you just break the person down as far as you can break their personality, break them and then like rebuild them in the image you want. So they figured they'd let the whites and the blacks do it to each other. But it ended up that the black people would just yell and scream at the white people and the white people would just sit there and take it, you know? So like the black people won just through being aggressive and yelling and not making any sense, not fucking saying anything intelligent. The white people were trying to use logic and actually have like a debate. And then these niggers were just yelling at them and racially abusing them in this fucking crazy way. And it wasn't working. The niggers were winning, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, that's, that's what it is. Like, it's just aggression. So, you know, in nature, this works. Like, women follow the most sexually aggressive male, regardless. That's why you see mud sharks. And that's why you see girls going with, uh, you know, Muslims in, in the UK and stuff because they're extremely sexually aggressive. And it's like a, it's like a spell. Like this fucking nigger saying, it's a spell on the mind. You know, casting spells. It's fucking... 1492 is when they land. They didn't take over to 1776. They got you thinking they've been here for forever. They just got here, nigga. You are the Indians. They called you that right in history. Indians, nigga. The Indians that they show you are $5 Indians, nigga. What they call $5 Indians. These are human beings posing as motherfucking Indians, nigga. $5 Indians. Getting all the land reservations, all the free land, all the money, nigga. We are the Indians. You looking at them. You looking at them. Did you catch that, what he said there, when he said all of these human beings posing as Indians? He said this himself. He, this uh, uh, Rashad Jamal here, there we go. He said this. This is not my words. He says that Negroes are not human. Humans are the Caucasoid people. He says this. This isn't my words. Just take it from Rashad Jamal. Negroes aren't human. He says this. That's why he said just now these are humans. Uh, masquerading as Indians, right? Because only humans, only Caucasians, and I think he said Orientals are humans. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, one struggle. Them every day, nigga. <laughs> they didn't kill us. They just renamed us. They enslaved us and renamed us. 
They didn't bring us across no motherfucking Africa neither. <laughs> they got you thinking we all came from Africa to hide the fact that we was everywhere, nigga. We everything. And I'm just keeping it on a third dimensional level, nigga. I ain't got to take you up into the cosmos to let you know how you created the whole fucking cosmos, nigga. We can just stay right here on the planet with this shit. Eight billion motherfucking Indians, nigga. What do you think they He's like he's like a he's like a Negro version of like a uh he's like this is like Nigga this is like Negro uh uh you know how like uh there like are guys who think they're like uh you know um they're into like the Miguel Serrano kind of cosmic national socialist shit right do you know what I'm talking about yeah you know oh, I, I, mean? do. I, I do. don't I was want to miss I was yeah, 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 yeah. This is like this. This is like this. This is like he thinks that they are like the the ethereal gods that built the universe, right? Like it's wild, bro. This guy fascinates me. I love watching his content. This motherfucker exists in a schizophrenic fever dream, twenty four seven. One hundred percent of the time, yes, yes. It doesn't stop. Just constantly from from uh, the time he opens his eyes until the three days later when he's finally able to go to sleep from a schizophrenic break. Yeah. He fucking he exists in like three day spurts. He's like a three round burst assault rifle, right? He like can't go to sleep because his mind is just going wild with schizophrenic thoughts, and then finally he crashes and passes out, and then he wakes up two days later and goes on another three day schizo fucking <laughs> ramp, yeah. rampage. Yeah, just uh, a, a, a conscious a conscious D, DMT trip. You know? Yeah, yeah. He just narrates. He just narrates it. You looking at them, nigga. You looking at them. Black and Latino people that they like to call us. You're looking at them. Yes, Sunshine Sucks. Yes, this is the asshole chakra nigger. This is also yeah. the same nigger that says that uh, the only reason black people can't harness electricity and shoot it from their hands is because white people put them in wool clothes and rubber shoes. I'm not shitting you. We showed that on the show. Uh, we've showed many of things from this uh, brilliant uh, Negro. I mean, this is this is the Negro with the brilliance level of like a Terrence Howard or like an Eddie Griffin, right? He's like up there with that kind of esoteric niggerdom. Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I, I would fucking pay money. To watch him, I, I would I would pay five bucks. I would give them a five dollar uh, uh super chat to watch this nigger <laughs> and Neil deGrasse Tyson go round and round. That would be fascinating. Classified <laughs> us as African Americans and Latino Americans. They just changed the name. Nigga. It ain't nothing to change a motherfucking name. You better look at your history. You better look at your history. Look at this. This don't lie. Fuck them titles that them Spanish conquistadors gave our ancestors, nigga. <laughs> Fuck them titles, nigga. This carbon can't lie. Who can take this sun? That's who That's who us, nigga. Whoever can stand out here and take sun this man. sun, you know. <laughs> the sun Fuck man. all them titles. See, them titles have you all lost. Shit. The sun man. Uh, he believes you. He ain't me. There is literally no uh, coherent support in any me. history books anywhere for any of this. No, but don't you understand, Akila? That's the point. <laughs> All yeah, the history right. books is lies. You gotta, you gotta pay attention to the carbon. <laughs> Fuck them history books. Look at your carbon, my nigga. <laughs> Look at your carbon. <laughs>
Fuck, man. Uh, to be honest, it's like uh, almost a decent argument considering they couldn't speak. Like, had they had no language and they couldn't write, then it could be anything. You know, you know, we came up with all those technologies, so clearly they're to subvert the black man. Yeah. Right. Mm. Amazing. Uh, dissidents, I actually may try to, like, reach out and debate this Negro at some point in time, but I think he's in prison for, like, child molestation. That's how this guy first come on onto my radar. An article came across my NS or NSM. <laughs> an, an article came across my NSM browser. <laughs> MSN browser. Uh because believe it or not, the M- N- MSN browser actually has some really fucking funny news articles that come through it for whatever reason. But so this guy pops up in my MSN browser. Uh for being arrested for being connected to two murders and child molestation. So what happened was two of his disciples went and killed people and he was, so he's a nudist, right? Because remember, he thinks that the white man's clothes uh, and their rubber sole shoes keep Negroes from harnessing the energy of the earth. He actually believes that he actually believes that that's why we forced Negroes to pick cotton to drain their energy out of them. He believes this. He believes this. Uh, it, it did do that. It made them tired. Uh, like yeah, but I mean, like they're like they're Negro chi, right? Their their ability yeah, yeah, to yeah. to shoot pulsing, like they were all Goku, right? <laughs> all Negroes were Goku until yeah. they had to pick cotton and wear Jamie rubber Fox shoes. From, Jamie Fox from Spider Man, you know. Right, yeah, they could you know, shoot energy fields from their fucking hands and all kinds of shit until they were forced to pick cotton and wear cotton clothes and uh, rubber sole shoes, right? Uh, yeah, just your Jordans fucking your life up, buddy. You know? Yeah. So this is this is what this guy believes, man. He's uh, still I, I, wearing I, the white beater, right? Let's just point that out. Yeah, the cotton white. Latino, yes. what's up, MGC? Blacks, Africans, Jamaicans, Belize, the whole South America, nigga. Fuck, you talking about, nigga? Them all up, that's us. We all the same people, nigga. Now we rise, nigga. Now we see like, oh shit, down in South America, them is our brothers. Oh shit, them Puerto Ricans, they us. Oh shit, damn, them over there, damn, we deep than a motherfucker. They said we was the. I don't think that uh, Dingo's Puerto Rican buddy would like to hear what he just said. No. I don't think he would appreciate. (laughs) I don't think he would appreciate him saying that. Minority. He's fucking very, very angry. Fucking monkeys. I'll never forget that. (laughs) And then called themselves the majority and called us the minority, nigga. And you the motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, there you got it, man. There you fucking have it, guys. Fucking, uh, so, this guy, uh, I, I want every, this guy should be, uh, promote, I want this guy to be, uh, you know, um, promoted throughout the, the Negro sphere. I want every Negro to be an esoteric Rashad Jamalist. I want them all to believe that if it weren't <laughs> just for them having to pick cotton and wear rubber sole shoes, they would be firing energy plasma balls from their hands, levitating and creating worlds. Right, because ultimately that's what they do when they're not being held down by the white man. Here's one thing that I always wondered. One thing that it seems like they've never connected in their mind. Um, why were the the animals able to capture and surpass the gods? 
That never made sense to me, right? If they were the gods that created the cosmos, it would be fairly easy for them to strike down these evil white mutts, right? Apparently, that's not the case, though. <laughs> Apparently, no, that's not the case. They're too kind. Their soul, their souls yeah. are, are kind. They're yeah, not. It. They're not warlike. They're they're kind and gentle. Yeah, they're really, not. Just... And, yeah. And the, Absolutely the, the, savage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the violence we see now is it's because us we 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 taught them to be that way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Black Black Pride worldwide, John. Black Pride worldwide. <laughs> uh, and we've got a we've got a female uh, Rashad Jamal here apparently uh, coming out of Europe. Uh, so not only were the Native Americans the engines, the wagon burners, not only were they black. But so were indigenous British people. We're going to watch this and then we're going to go on to break. Mary Tama, the queen of the northern kingdom. <laughs> she tried to put like, so like, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, pagan bros. We got some pagan bros in the chat, I know. But correct me if I'm wrong. An actual European pagan woman would have had like a sig- like a rune, right? Not just like paint running down her face like some Negro just cummed on her forehead. <laughs> right? Like you would have like a rune or something there, something significant to symbolize something, right? Not just cum paint. The Negro, she doesn't get it, right? As with everything, when they try to appropriate our culture, you know, like, you know, they, they don't, they, they, they never understand. This is the thing. This is why they deserve, and I think, and I, and I mean this unironically, they should have their own space, right? They need their own space to develop in their own way because they don't get it, right? They don't even get genes, Right. They can't even wear trousers properly. Right. They sag them off their ass. They do all kinds of weird things to them, wear them backwards. Right. They can't even understand a a proper set of trousers. Right. And this is just another example of it. She tries to do like the uh, she's like doing a pagan lot. Right. She tries to dress up as a traditional native European pagan. And instead of like painting a, a beautiful rune on her head, she just puts cum paint. It looks like somebody spooged all across her fucking forehead and on her cheek. Jesus, Louise. I have a message for every Caucasian or white person who happens to live in the United Kingdom. Your time of tormenting and intimidating people like me is over. No more will you look at me and ask me that where did you come from? It's an abomination and it's wrong because I am a native of this land. This abomination. This is the land of my forefathers. It's in a woman, yes, Sean. Hundreds of years ago, there were black amos, black people who ruled this land. The first men. False. Is, she's wearing way too much cotton, man. She's blocking her access to the energy. Yeah, she's the cotton. Up. Yeah, the cotton is fucking up her brain waves. She can't fuck. <laughs> she can't make any heads or tails. She don't know what's going on. <laughs> the cotton's got her all fucked up. Uh, I sent you well. something that's gonna upset people as well in this line. I just sent it to you because I remembered it. Uh, last time I sent you a nigger in a beard, Shaved I kind of got So let's try and keep it off. Shaved Harambe, that's right. Let's, let's, let's not dox me this time, but it's a great follow-up to this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> in Britain, was Chederman a black man? Sorry, I was muted. She's she's probably lived, like I was saying, she's probably lived 
in in Britain for you know the majority of her life. If she wasn't born there, I bet she immigrated there as a, as a kid, right? Her younger years. So she's been there long enough to actually take on the the accent, but she still falls flat. She still sounds like an EFF Negro, right? She still sounds like a a, 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 a South African, like an African, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is my land from from I am native to London. <laughs> she sounds you just are, like an you EFF are an Negro. Abomination. Yeah, you are an abomination. <laughs> when you go to Africa, who asks you, where did you come from? Do not claim that land. This, this is my land. The time of you intimidating us is over. We are the originals of Meritama. There we go. So yeah, there you have it. Uh, black people are everything, right? They are cosmic gods. Cosmic. Oh my God. They're Promethean. <laughs> Akila, Negroes are Promethean. They got the Promethean bio spirit. They come down and they fucking populated the entire earth by spreading that fucking that Promethean bio spirit. Yeah. yeah. West, Rockets West emojis. Rockets West emojis West. for the Negro Prometheans. <laughs> fucking hell. Westman Sunman. Yeah, the Westman. Yeah, Westman Sunman. They called us Negroes. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. You gotta follow it up with the TikTok. I just dropped it our DMs. It's gonna make okay, so yeah. many people mad. It's, gonna, it's too good to follow this. <laughs> oh no! This is gonna make the pagans very upset. <laughs> I'm sorry, pagans. I love you. Oh no, pagan bros! What happened? Holy fuck! <laughs> that looks like once again, and I can't find this clip. I tried to find this a while back. That looks like the the nigger from uh. 300 yeah that's what i said that's what i said you that i was talking about before remember with the chicken with the kfc chicken wing yeah look holy fuck look what that says white nationalists you're not welcome to our symbols you're not welcome in our traditions we disown you we will defend our siblings of color odin is the all father not the some father shield wall <laughs> look at this nigga look at him man holy fuck this is no one of those dudes way. that got his beard put on like rick ross yeah well remember he had it painted on yes we talked yeah. about this shit that's, yeah. what they, that's the same guy that's where they were going with this they, they, oh, they no. were preparing him for this are you serious or are you fucking with me <laughs> i'm fucking with you okay holy <laughs> shit i was like whoa <laughs> it could be though fuck i don't 100%. know percent He's using the intro from Vikings also. That's that's the fucking theme song, the intro from the show Vikings. This is really sad, to be honest with you, man. This is sad. This is sad, bro, because what this really is, man, is this is just the fragmented personality of the Negro because they don't belong here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. That's what we're seeing here, right? Uh, and I, I'm just, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not a fucking sadistic, cruel person. That's that's what you're seeing there, man. You're seeing the fragmented personality of of the African because they have been thrust into foreign lands right that's what it's that's like what when that vardaman, is when vardaman was saying don't educate them because it breaks their brains they go crazy because they're not supposed to like know about what we know about and be exposed to these things right like even dogs interact with us in a fucking much healthier way you know you can't do this to negroes this is what ends yeah. up happening well it's like and, and remember the uh like the professor remember the professor that snapped 
because the white woman wouldn't date him and he went on the death to America rant and all that shit. Yeah, bro. Uh, MGC, thank you very much, brother. He says, dear Lord, these uh, African savages don't get it all when they talk about babble about we was kings. First nigga, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, you non-white dumb fucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just absurd. Like I said, though, bro, it, it's... That's what it is, bro. It's it's a fragmented personality from uh not being in uh their 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 native land. That's what it is. Right? Yeah. I, I could only imagine I mean I can only imagine uh, you know, growing up in like the Congo. You know what I mean? I bet you I would be pretty fucking schizo too, growing up in like the Congo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean you gotta it's like we're going through all the stages of grief. You know, like you, uh, first you get angry, then you laugh. I don't know if that's not true. That's all those are the stages. But then, you know, then you feel bad for them. I definitely think we got to get past the anger here a little bit because it's just too yeah. fucking funny. It's yeah. just too funny, you know? Well, and, and it's one of those things, man. Uh, you can't can't live your life angry, man. It will fucking destroy you, man. If you live your life uh, angry and just nasty and hateful and spiteful all the time, you will destroy yourself and you'll destroy everything around you. You know what I mean? You have to channel that shit, all of those emotions. Like I've said a while back, remember, uh, we were talking about what my granddad, I don't even know if we said this on air. I think this might've just been you and I talking. Uh, but like what my granddad told me, you know, when I was a little bitty guy, you know what I mean? A man's emotions are supposed to mean something. You know, if you're going to, to cry, do it quick and make sure you're alone. That's what he told me, right? But he was, you know, trying to teach me that a man's emotions aren't to be flung about like a woman, right? A man's emotions are supposed to mean something. When you show a raw emotion, it should be a serious situation, right? So we got to learn to turn that that rage that we feel to, towards what's happening to our people into a positive uh, direction, right? Uh, get yourself fit. Start building communities around yourself. Start getting active. Start, to, you know, uh, really uh, putting putting your plan into motion, right? That's, That's right. what you have to do. You have to use all of this, you know, anger and hatred that builds up inside of you because of what's happening to our people. You have to use that as fuel for your machine to push towards something positive. You cannot let it rule your life. You cannot walk around spitting on the ground every time you see a minority. It'll drive you crazy. You'll be miserable. You'll become you'll become a recluse, right? That's what happens to people like that. When they when they let hatred like just drive their every thought, right? That you become a shut-in. Right? You stop you stop having the ability to go out and enjoy third third spaces, right? You stop having the ability to go out and go to fucking the park. Right, because you're like, oh, there's fucking niggers here. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you don't have yeah. to interact with those niggers while you're there, right? You can go on and do your own thing and stay away from them and you know enjoy the time. You know what I mean? Uh, we have to, we have to learn how to channel that those emotions into a positive direction, man. And if you got kids, yourself. if you got kids, you're crippling them. You're crippling yes. their ability to interact in the world and be happy. You can't see you as a parent be this way, man. You have yeah. to go around with a smile on your face and and. And, and uh, you know, enjoy the world because the world is beautiful. It's still what we created. Just the fact that these fucking niggers are going around schizo claiming it doesn't it doesn't mean a fucking thing. So, you know, lift, lift, laugh and love, folks. Lift, laugh and love. hundred fucking percent, brother. <laughs> we're going to go to break real quick, man. And on the other side, we're going to talk about something that I've been following really closely. And I 
Man, my 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 fucking tinfoil is like tinfoil is just like growing from my head at this point. I tried not to put it. I was pulling it off. I go, no, I don't want to do tinfoil right now. I was yanking it off and throwing it on the ground, and it just kept growing to where I just have like a, a, a constant tinfoil helmet growing from my head every time I hear about this. So uh, we'll be right back, guys. Thank you all very very much for being here. I hope you all enjoyed the first half. We'll see y'all in a second. Time to make a scene. Time to mask up like it's motherfucking Halloween. No suits, no ties, no apologies. Bad kids with the spooky ideology. We conquer rap, but don't call it theft. Try and make me fuck off. I'm the only punk rock left. You can sing along while I'm ripping up these beats, or you can wear a dress and twirl around with all the other freaks. What's it gonna be? Which way? Living like a bitch, or taking up the sword and going out to quench a killing itch? Flip a switch, turn me, Mr. Nice Guy's dead. War crime visions, all the guy running through my head. Get in line, you can bake lead into your bread, cause the bullets come free for the fags and the reds. Got the boys with me, and they're all down to crack lips. And see for one party, if it means they gotta fuck with this. Time to cause a ruckus, time to make a scene, time to match. Up like it's motherfucking Halloween. No suits, no ties, no apologies. Bad kids with the spooky ideology. Time to cause a ruckus, time to make a scene. Time to mask up like it's motherfucking Halloween. No suits, no ties, no apologies. Bad kids with the spooky ideology. You can talk shit in a minute, but let me ask you. What the fuck is up with that Super Mario tattoo? Second, where's your polar bar at? I see the snack stash. Only cardio is beer runs. For that, it's a mad dash. Pierced in the nipples and emotionally crippled. Smoking chronic, talking anabonics, getting softer in the middle. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. It's the slogan of just about every trader that I know of. You know you want to be like me and get away with it. You know you're thinking all the same shit when I'm saying it. Freedom of the soul is right here, but you can have it deep inside of every white boy's a bronze age savage. Time to cause a ruckus. Time to make a scene. Time to mask up like it's motherfucking Halloween. No suits, no ties, no apologies. Bad kids with the spooky ideology. Time to cause a ruckus. Time to make a scene. Time to mask up like it's motherfucking Halloween. No suits, no ties, no apologies. Bad kids with the spooky ideology. enjoyed the break there uh it was obviously no face nate and i don't know who made that video uh i don't think there's a, a name on it but yeah thank you all very much i hope y'all enjoyed it uh oh night nation's backstage let me go grab night nation hey the man himself him. holy fuck i want to say what's up night nation man i'm I just as john said you were coming on i was listening to your stream last night and it was fucking fire my dude holy <laughs> shit the content was Top tier through the roof, like the arguments that you were making He's against fired. Peterson, uh, Net and Yahoo, and how you kind of like brought it all the way back around. This was like the kind of thing that we need to show normies, dude. Like, 
like the rhetoric that you could produce from that stream that our guys could produce from that stream very salient very like you know simple rhetoric right wow amazing work dude hey well i'm glad it's hitting home for you Akil. that's that's the goal man was it the uh was it the uh jordan peterson netanyahu interview yeah, I was kind of taking it apart, and we were also, uh, yeah, it was the one where he basically like finished selling his soul. Basically, I was kind of intersplicing it with some of that stuff, some of that work that Resurrection Europa did, where he did that uh, Peterson hit piece documentary, where he talks about basically how Peterson is like a uh, a bulwark, as uh, Kilo would put it, against white men finding their way to white nationalism. Yeah, and then you you, you worked in some Netanyahu stuff, um, some quotes that he had, had in the 90s, interviews around like 9-11 and how, uh, you know, democracies and, and Europeans need to be bombed into war, you know, yeah. like but basically taking responsibility for it. So really, like, you really kind of like expose Peterson and Netanyahu and this old Jewish, like, cabal and the tie to the Federal Reserve and like how they're just so incentivized to be this way. Dude, it was like a fucking fire. Like, it was really good. Well, thanks, yeah. brother. Absolutely. No, for sure. I hope everybody watches that stream. And honestly, pass it around. Pass it around. Let normies see that fucking stream. Any normie that, that you guys know that sits at home and watches these type of uh, crime, you know, these true crime things that we're about to get into that have preoccupations with, like, this fucking kind of sick shit and stuff, this will interest them because it, it's interesting as fuck, you know? And anybody who's yeah. got tinfoil hat tendencies, it's like, how about some truth for you fools? You know, how about some real fucking real insanity? You know, this is how it really is. Yeah, send it to those people, dude. Hell yes. So that is a, it is a real crime of its own sort, isn't it? And in a much more uh, grand sense than uh, just the nastiness of a regular serial killer. Absolutely it is, bro. Yes. Yeah, you want to stare into the abyss? Stare into that fucking abyss. Right. Yeah, speaking of serial killers, we're going to get into to some of that here in just a second. But I want to say thank you to Lady Mjolnir. Thank you very much. She says, has anyone covered this yet? It's funded by Robert Kraft. I have it pulled up here. And after we get through what we're about to talk about, I will check it. We'll check it out. Uh, thank you very much, sis. I greatly appreciate you, uh, the donation there. Uh, Chimp Blaster, what's up, family? Hail to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the dono there. And Piper, thank you as well, sis. She says, John, you did grow up in the Congo, though. Fair enough. Uh, at least a version of it anyhow. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, getting on to the, into this, this is kind of a stray from the content we usually do. Uh, not a real racial angle here to this, uh, at least not that I know of, except for this guy possibly being a fucking Jew. Uh, and in my opinion, he's Jewish until proven Gentile. A lot of people tried to give me pushback <laughs> when I first released, uh, when I first posted that he was a fucking Jew. But uh, here's the deal. Kohlberger is, yes, a German name, but plenty of Ashkenazis take jewish names and not only that there are plenty of jews by the name burger just like vic burger the jewish film editor that makes hit pieces on on people all the time uh plenty of jews have the b-e-g-e-r uh what is that suffix whatever right yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh but what absolutely. We're, chip blaster thank you very much brother and you thank you very much as well night nation uh and listen, well, before you get into it, big. If you guys think with with this um with this with this uh, tinfoil hat little trip we're gonna go down, if you guys think that that they couldn't get ahead of what's on the internet with this guy's name attached to it, then you're wrong, right? And like 
And if they couldn't, like, you know, they run Ancestry.com and all that kind of shit. If they didn't, if they felt like putting on a dude and fucking, you know, like, like, like fit, fixing him for these murders or whatever the story is, it's like if they could wipe the internet and clean it up and have him have no attachment to anything Jewish. No problem in advance. Yeah, that's it. A hundred percent. Even if he is, if he is a Jew, they'll never let us know. Right. They're right. never going to announce. Oh, yes. Nice young Jewish boy from Yeshiva murders, brutally murders four white women or three white women and one white boy or four white people. Right. They're not going to release that. Right. They'll cover that shit up. They're already taking away early life from like professors and shit that are Jewish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not going to release that shit. They will protect that like the Ark of the fucking Covenant. The fact that Absolutely. he's a Jew. Uh, and f- it's fitting that you're here. What's up, brother? Southern Nordic. How are you? Uh, I'm glad you're here for this one, because this right here. Uh, the moment I heard about this, it immediately set off my bells, right? I heard about this, like, right after it first happened, this murder, right? And, uh, there's, there's some things that happened leading up to this murder that have now disappeared from the case, right? So, leading up to this murder, uh, there was a dog, the neighbor's dog was found skinned. Here it is, right here. Idaho police, dog found skinned head to tail unrelated to the college murders unfucking related a dog skinned the neighbor's dog skinned head to tail unrelated to the fucking uh, murders right just it's a normal thing in fucking moscow idaho for dogs to be skinned head to fucking tail right and i'm sorry but if anybody here is familiar that's why i said it's uh it's awesome that fucking Southern Nordic showed up here right now. And I'm not, listen, first of all, I'm going to put this caveat in. I'm not saying this is what is going on, but this is, kind. Of, I mean, this is what I feel. This is kind of, like, it's, it's one of those things. It feels super fishy to me. Uh, and if anybody's familiar with the Operation Gladio and the, also not only Gladio, but this, the, the multitude of ties between you know, average serial killers with like the with with government organizations, right? Uh, you know, uh, military organizations. They're all ex-military, uh, LSD studies by the U.S. government, so on and so forth, right? And in Operation Gladio, they had a group called the Brabant Killers that would just go around terrorizing these fucking places. There were three of them. They would go and they would show up at uh, like grocery stores. And they would walk in and fucking shoot everybody who was there, right? Start just opening fire on people. And they would take like a bottle of wine and a loaf of bread and then leave and wait for the fucking cops to get there and shoot it out with the police just to cause chaos, just to rain terror down on on the populace, right? That is what the strategy of tension was all about. And that was a huge part of Operation Gladio. And it just seems odd to me. That all of a sudden, in the middle of this fucking war with Russia in Moscow, Idaho, which hasn't had a murder since 2015, by the way, hadn't had a murder there since like 20 fucking 15. And even then, I think it was like some like uh, interspousal thing, right? Or something like that. It wasn't like a, a serial killing, right? It wasn't like some weird fucking uh, brutal murder like that. You know what I mean? It was just your, you know, <laughs> average murder insofar as that is the thing. Right, so it's just strange to me that uh, we've got this this murder that happens, and when it happens, a week before it happens, we have the neighbor's dog being skinned alive, head to toe, skinned to fucking alive. Uh, then, after the murders happen, 
the original, check this shit out, the original fucking uh, police call, the original call put into the 911 operators was to report, this is what they say, I'm not making this shit up, this isn't like a conspiracy thing, the original fucking call was for an unconscious person. If four people are fucking stabbed to death with a knife, you're not going to think that person's unconscious. You're not going to think someone who is fucking stabbed to death multiple times with a knife is just laying there unconscious in a pool of their fucking own blood. Right? Uh, so what happened directly after the murders, were they, allegedly, what happened directly after the murders is these, one of these, some, I, they don't even know if it was one of these girls, but allegedly someone called the police from one of the two, there was also two girls, and there's a three-story house, right? Uh uh, people were two people were murdered. Uh, Zana Kernodal and her boyfriend Ethan Chapin were murdered on the third, second floor, and um, uh, Madison and uh, Kaylee were murdered on the third floor. Uh, but there was also two girls, Dylan and something else, lived on the bottom floor. Were, weren't touched. Didn't hear anything. Right. Didn't hear a fucking sound. Right. When four people are stabbed to death, I don't give a fuck how good you are with a knife. I find it hard to believe that you can stab two people in bed laying next to each other silently without either one of them waking up and saying, hey, what the fuck? Or, ah, or, ah, you, st-, you know what I mean? Something or a fight ensuing, right? Especially with a oh, fucking yeah. grown ass man. This is a fit young white man, right? This isn't like some, he's not, he wasn't like a skinny, feeble nerd, right? So, there's there's something there's no fucking blood trail, right? Like they showed pictures of the house. There was so much blood that uh, from from one I don't know if it was from the girls or or the boyfriend and the girlfriend. I don't know if it was from Ethan and Zana or from Maddie and Kaylee. But there was so much blood coming out of one of these rooms that it was seeping from the house. It was seeping from the foundation, like where the fucking siding meets the foundation. There's blood running from the fucking house. But yet there was no blood coming out the door, no blood trail, no, you know, none of these fucking signs. All they had for fucking weeks was a, a white Hyundai Elantra, right? And then now they've caught this kid, and check out what, we're going to watch this for a second. And then, who they were looking before, for and a little bit of, of additional commentary I'd like to make, you know, um, the nature of the FBI and the CIA, we know who these people are, right? They, they, they want sociopaths to work for them. Right. And then if you watch TV, they position themselves as the heroes, the people that protect society from these people. Right. And as John has pointed out in the past, FBI and CIA and, you know, you know, whatever other bodies in other countries, they um, they control the media. Right. They have these people on the sets. So they're pushing propaganda to make you think that they're the heroes and the good guys to the public. These people that watch true crime stuff trust the FBI and the CIA as the investigators of these things, right? So there's no question in the majority of people's minds about the fact that um, that they're Ill- illegitimate bodies that, that, that may not have the best interests of the public at heart filled with sadistic perverts, sociopaths and sick individuals and the history of their them being tied to things like john wayne gacy uh to uh mk ultra to serial killers like the manson family this is well documented historically right so the context for this is not necessarily john going off with his tinfoil hat stuff john has very good instincts it's been proven in the past and um he come up with this theory right out the gate 
right? He started thinking about it in this context as soon as he started to see this stuff. And you could go back and look at our streams where he did do that, where we talked, where he talked about it in this context. So to continue to elaborate down that, that, that track, that path is not necessarily, you know, John is very humble in the way that he doesn't want to mislead people, but listen, are we really misleading anybody by pointing these things out? And before I I, I close there, I just sent you something from Police Frequency, which was a recording of the killer calling into a podcast, which will be very interesting and short. It's not very long, so we can play it. I haven't even heard this, but we're going to get into the killer uh, right after we play this this video here. Uh, But also, speaking of John Wayne Gacy and and, and these these people, you know, John Wayne Gacy, another just a quick fun fact on John Wayne Gacy. There were uh, I forget the exact amount of people, but there were a bunch of people who had keys to his house and there was a certain amount of murders that happened. I think it was like three that they could that they can like document three murders that happened where he wasn't even in fucking he wasn't even in the area. He wasn't even in the state, possibly out of the country. I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, he said he worked with a network of people. And when John Gacy was arrested, do you know what he asked the cops? The first thing he asked the cops? Did you catch the other guys? That's, that's the first thing John Wayne Gacy said to the police when he was arrested. Did you catch Whoa. anyone else? Guess what this guy said? Same thing. First thing he said when he was arrested was, did you catch anybody else? Amazing. Saying that authorities knew who they were looking for and tracked him down to Pennsylvania. A SWAT team entering the location that he was staying in the middle of the night to take him into custody. He was just denied bail this morning. Cops Beautiful have received nearly 20,000 yeah, tips gorgeous. in this case and conducted more than 300 Tried. interviews since the killings Four. on Absolutely November 13th. Tragic. Somebody stabbed the four University of Idaho students, Madison Mogan, Kaylee Conclaves, and Zaina Curtin-Nodal and Ethan Chapin in their rental home across the street from the university. Two roommates survived and have cooperated with this long investigation. Now, police haven't shared many details about that investigation, just their hunt for a white 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra spotted in the area around the time of the crime. But the vacuum of information really has fueled online speculation into possible suspects. The murders rocking the small college town. Police finally finishing processing that crime scene nearly seven weeks later, an indication of just how grisly the scene was. That happened this morning, and now the house is being cleaned by a biohazard cleaning company to be eventually returned to the property owner. Now, at this point, as far as the suspect, still unclear what, if any, relationship the suspect had with his students. We are hearing that he was a grad student at DeSales University in Pennsylvania. We expect to learn more during a 4 p.m. news conference with police. That is scheduled for later on today. Dave? So he was a he was studying at uh, DeSales and some other university. I forget. I think the University of Washington proper. Uh, he was studying um, criminal psychology and some other shit that had to do with like the criminal mind. He studied directly under the woman, the professor who wrote uh, John Wayne Gacy's biography. She is uh, a BTK. 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 I'm sorry. Yes. BTK. BTK. Yes. The Dennis Rader, the bind, torture, kill killer she wrote his biographies teaches a class on him teaches a class on serial killers and this guy was like one of her prized students right this dude was groomed for this shit he was literally groomed for this shit uh it makes you wonder though fast what you're talking about about did they catch the other guys it makes you wonder if there's some sort of uh like team sent to do this stuff in some cases you know or something was more to it 100% 100% bro there I, I am thoroughly convinced that none of well I shouldn't say none of these but very few of these high profile 
serial killers that we hear about that are blasted all over the news and stuff work alone. It has been nearly seven uh, it's been, weeks it's, since you know, If you look into like Dave McGowan's uh, program to kill, which is yeah. a very, very well documented and sourced book. Yes. Uh, if you look into that, um, he talks, uh, uh, Ted Bundy was thought to have accomplices. Uh, John Wayne Gacy was thought to have accomplices. Uh, funny, uh, another little fun fact. So Sotelo, I think, was the name. Uh, one of Dennis Raider's, the BTK killers, first victims, was a guy by the last name of Sotelo. He was a uh, some sort of military man. I can't remember exactly what he did in the military. Maybe a Marine. He may have just been a normal Army grunt. But I'm pretty sure he was somewhat uh, decorated in whatever branch of the military he was in. Um the Dennis Raider was able to get into his house. They had like German Shepherd dogs, right? And somehow he was able to get into his house alone and kill him and like his teenage brother and their mother. And when you watch the interviews of Sotelo's son who survived, he's like, there's no fucking way that motherfucker, that fat ass could have gone in there and killed my dad and my brother with a knife. It's not, mm. and not, and not in gotten out of it. Right. Like, you, you know what I mean? And it's just one of those things. Like all of these high-profile killers have been alleged to have accomplices. John Wayne Gacy said outright he had accomplices with the keys and him being gone, and he said it outright. Uh, you know, just on and on and on with this shit. There's tie-ins between uh, McGowan's book um, and uh, the um, the rock and roll one. I always forget the name of the title of that fucking uh, book. Weird scenes inside the canyon. Yeah, you know, through the MK Ultra stuff, through the Jolly West stuff. Um, you know, some of the stuff from what I brought up before with Devin Stack talking about um, the uh, the hotel in California that became this kind of like like widespread boomer um, individualist movement, uh, really Satanism, ultimately um, all across the United States. So then you see these th this woman that he was um, studying under actually um, uh, founded the criminal the criminal psychology uh, program in this university so you know you, you're getting these hubs of education funded by jews where uh, people are all gathering there are people who go to these places like this woman published 60 different novels all with sick shit in it right sick depraved ideas where she makes money she has a beautiful house on the coast Right. And like like we saw, yes, we were talking about the movie in the movie yesterday where, where you know, a, it takes a sick mind to think of killing a, 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 a I don't even want to repeat it, a fetus inside of a woman like as a threat. You know, like that whole storyline in that movie was absolutely disgusting. That guy was doing something called white exploitation. Right. Uh, as Craig Zoller. So, you know, what we're looking at is like if nothing else, if, if, if it doesn't boil down to some like specific conspiracy theory like a specific narrative attached to brian koberger what we're looking at is a culture that builds towards the normalization of ultra violence right as like some sort of expression of individualism really a manifestation of evil right and this has been widespread all through western society partly perhaps to offset what we were talking about before which is the obvious um you know um disregard that our 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 fellow non-white countrymen have for human life we have it so they need to break it down you know this so that's a wider conspiracy theory that's also extremely proven also to correct myself to correct the record here it was otero i'm sorry not satello it was otero 
was the guy that he killed. Um, the Dennis, he was an Air Force veteran. Uh, yeah, his last name was Otero. I'm sorry, not Sotelo. But yeah, let's uh, let's check this out here because it's really interesting what uh, this guy said. So let's check this out. For University of Idaho students, it has been nearly seven weeks since four University of Idaho students, Kaylee, Madison, Zana, and Ethan, were found stabbed to death in a home near campus. No suspect had been named or arrested until Friday. The feeling is actually pretty bittersweet. Um, you know, this has been a tragedy for the families, but also for the community and the university as well. Moscow police say 28-year-old Brian Koberger was arrested Friday. You're going to look at me in a straight face and tell me that's not a Jew? Not me. You're going to look at me in the eyes with a straight face and tell me that's not a Jewish individual? Sure looks not like me. one. <laughs> I mean, physiognomy. If he's not, I mean, I need to go back and reconsider some things because my shit is, my, my Judar is broke. One of the ways you can tell is there's supposed to be a line through the middle of the nose, the middle of the cheekbone, right through to the the, the little sort of thing in the middle of your ear, right? And you can see the tip of his nose is about an inch lower than the top of his of his cheekbone, and there's no straight line out to the middle of the ear. That's all over. Yeah. Notice the hook at the end and and the and the flared up nostril. Hook at the end, flared up nostril, wide mouth. I'm know. not buying it. Damn, the boy's got the protractor out on this one. <laughs> yeah. Sunken eyes. Yeah. County, Pennsylvania, charged with killing the four students. Oh, yeah. He's a graduate student studying criminology at Washington State University, which is just a 10-minute drive from where the murders happened. Police say they had not been releasing much information to protect the investigation. As the chief said, um, you know, we have to weigh out the importance of the case moving forward and the eventual prosecution, uh, number one. But number two, we wouldn't want to tip our hand or, or make an error to where a potential suspect could get away. The suspect is currently in jail in Pennsylvania. His defense attorney says the suspect plans to waive his extradition hearing as he is eager to be exonerated, which is why he wants to expedite being transported to Idaho. Did you hear that? He is waiving his extradition because he is eager to get back to Idaho to prove or to be exonerated, to prove his innocence. So he gets arrested and says, hey, did you catch anybody else? And now that they've arrested, now that they've got it and they're trying to extradite him, he's going to waive his extradition to prove his, his innocence, to be exonerated. So there's something fucky going on here, guys. I'm not pretending to know exactly what's happening here, but I'm telling you, this whole fucking thing has been extremely bizarre. And now, like, they've completely left out the fucking, uh, the dog being skinned, right? That just isn't talked about anymore. Uh, and just all kinds of fucking weird, bizarre shit that has went on. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the roommates not hearing anything seems weird to me it just seems very odd to me that four people can be murdered with a knife in your house and nobody and you don't hear anything and when you this see one. them when you see them dead stabbed to death you report an unconscious person right Sorry, so I, I this is a piece of information that i didn't have there were other people in the house who didn't hear the murders yes there were two girls in the bottom so it's a three-story house there is uh so madison and kaylee were killed on the third floor Ethan and Zana were killed on the second floor. And Dylan and I forget the other girl's name were 
in the house asleep on on the bottom floor. Good lord, that's not possible. And and they report this is the craziest part, bro. When they call the original nine one one call was for an unconscious person, not someone stabbed, not my buddy laying on the ground bleeding. And it, there are also rumors that before they called the police, they called the Sigma Chi frat house and had a bunch of guys from the frat and shit come over there. So it's well, like so all that's, fucking. That's related to the call that we're about to listen to. Okay, let's check this out. Yeah, we're actually about to listen to that right now. Let me get this shit set up. Uh, we don't really need to see it, but here we go. We're going to listen to it. Uh, the man arrested for the Pennsylvania, Idaho slaying Brian Koberger called into a true kind video podcast to play an absurd cat and mouse game with amateur investigators. Alan brings Alan being reports. Apparently it didn't work out. So let's see what we got here. I live in it. Let's see. Hold on. This says original video. You be back. We back. We back. Oh, we don't need all that. Here, I'll just use it. We'll use it. We'll pull it over here. All right. We got that pulled up. Before you play this, I just want to say, while I was searching for this, guys, go in Telegram and search the last name Koberger. You're going to see a channel pop up with about 105 subscribers, and it's like it looks to me like a fucking dating channel. So there's already people that are like, I don't know, just I don't even want to comment on that. It's fucking weird. It would weirded me out when I saw it. Well, are you? Are they like? Uh, is it women fascinating about? Because you know, women have a yeah, problem. Yeah, that's that, right? that's what I mean. Like, like women this. That's what. It, it, yeah, it could yeah. be going down that road already. Hybristophilia. So, is that what it's called? Say Wait, that again. What's that called? Yeah. It's called hybristophilia when the women are uh, attracted to murderers and stuff. It's like the idea, I mean, basically it's because they're attracted to men who are uh, capable of violence, uh, you know, for evolutionary purposes. That's the speculation as to why. Um, but it's it's, an ex it's exclusively a female thing. Men don't have it at all. Wicked. Oh, wow, this this thing's four hours long. We are going to have to just use the... There's just an audio the, clip, I think, yeah. Yeah, I've got the audio clip here, too. I don't yeah, want to yeah. watch the... Yeah, so, all right, all right. Let's pull the screensaver back up. Boom. All right, we'll just play the audio clip. Here we go. I live in a college town, and I've worked with uh, probably at least 10 Sigma Chi members. And, you know, the one thing that every single one of them, I, I, I feel like, has asked me is, if you were going to kill somebody, how would you get away with it? And I just wonder if maybe... If maybe this is nothing more than some kid in a fraternity trying to prove himself. And that was it. So you said some, you worked with five or six Sigma Chi kids and they asked you how, if you can kill somebody, they can get away with it? Yeah. Did I hear that right? Yeah. Oh and my God. I know that's a thing that just like maybe people say, trying to like have interesting conversation, but like, just in my head, it's like, this is, it's always been these, these dudes that were in, in the fraternity. Hmm. And, and so it makes me wonder if it's a thing that that's in their, in their like culture that they ask 
to see how smart you are and whatever and what kind of answer you come up with and someone took it too far. Oh, uh, who, uh, what, what kind of dudes would ask you that? Well, that, that's, that's crazy as shit, man. That's a, that's an outrageous statement, man. I, I mean, I'd write their names down. Yeah, man. Like I, like, like, you know, I like horror movies and all that kind of stuff. And I'll watch those kind of things. But like when someone like in person says some stuff like that, it's kind of like jarring. It's like, what, why are you saying something Stop like the that? Cow. Yeah, that's, I uh, man, who, who said that to you? Oh, and that's where it ends. Yeah. Uh, so, do we have uh, confirmation that that? How do we? How do we know that was him? I suppose we don't. Well, that's okay. No, no, no. That's fair. No, that's fair. Yeah, I just didn't hear yeah. if he said it in there. Like, if this is Brian Koberger. I yeah. live in a college town. Yeah. No, he just starts off with "I live in a college town." Uh, but I do know that he was. He, so he was uh, like we talked about earlier. He was a criminology student who uh, was a student of the woman who. Wrote all. She's like a uh, an expert. She's like a PhD in serial killers. I don't know how else to say it, right? She's like an expert in serial killers. Uh, he studied under her, and he also put out this uh, a survey kind of a deal on Reddit. So um, I'm trying to find exactly what the survey said right now. What the survey says? No. Um. <clears throat> but he put out a survey, and he was like, "I am a criminology student." Uh. Here we go. But none of them have the thing. So it starts off by saying, uh, here here we go. This is a, a post that, that he made on, on Reddit, apparently, uh, a couple weeks before, or actually, I don't, I actually don't know when, how long before or after the, uh, killings or whatever, but it says, um, Hello, my name is Brian, and I am inviting you to participate in a research project that seeks to understand how emotions and psychological traits influence decisions when making and committing a crime. Or, I'm sorry, influence decision-making when committing a crime, excuse me. In particular, this study seeks to understand the story behind your most recent criminal offense with an emphasis on your thoughts and feelings throughout your experience. In the event that your most recent offense was not the one that led to a conviction, you may still participate. Additional surveys are included after one open-ended section. It's best to understand your unique traits. This should take 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, so I wish I could. I can't really find. I want to find the actual fucking survey, though, because it was like um, a lot of it was, uh, you know, like, um, you know, what made you choose your victims? Uh, what did you do after the crime was over? How long did you take inside of the place? Did you take time to clean up? Like, all of these different, these were the questions he was asking in this survey uh, leading up to this whole deal, man. So it's just really fucking bizarre shit, man. Super bizarre shit. And it fucking stinks to high heaven, in my opinion, man. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I know I'm forgetting some things that I wanted to talk about about this, but I'm going to touch on it more. Uh, I'm going to keep following this case. He's being extradited uh, tomorrow. His, his extradition hearing is tomorrow. There's going to be live streamed. So he's going to waive his extradition tomorrow. So he should be back in Idaho by the end of the week. And once he's back in Idaho, then they can start releasing the information uh, 
pertaining to the case because as of right now, all of the information is under a seal because that's uh, Idaho law. Idaho law is that he none of the information that led to the arrest can be unsealed until after his first appearance in Idaho court. So, um, I I just because I got interested while we were talking, googled, searched up Sigma Chi fraternity. Excuse me, and um, this thing is interesting. Can you guys? Can you still hear me, John? Yeah, of course. Yeah, let me just see if I can't get through reading this before my ship fucks up. Um, so quick history, very brief history. Uh, wait, that's too long. Let me let me just get somewhere here. Um, so. Seems relatively uh, very. It's very popular in. Um, see, I just pulled up something that's gonna fuck me up. In 1965, the Sigma Chi chapter at Stanford University was disaffiliated from the National Fraternity Organization when it refused to abide by the whites-only membership policy of the national organization. The policy of the national organization was char- changed in 1971 to eliminate racial discrimination. So this was originally a white nationalist. Um, fraternity Sigma Chi is alumni who are notable in many different industries and fields in athletics Sigma Chi is five major league all-stars six Super Bowl champions two NCAA champions three Olympic medal holders they got only white guys on this list Brad Pitt John Wayne Tom Selleck Brian Dennehy Woody Harrelson David Letterman Ty Burrell uh, Mike Dicka Drew Brees Sean Payton Joe Gordon Jay Wright you know, so nothing that speaks towards Jews. This is a very, very white, white thing. So, you know, well, he wasn't a member. So the kid Ethan Chapin, right. Ethan Chapin, was uh, a member of Sigma Chi. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're going to, uh, you know, bad jacket a group that you've been close to somehow that's associated with your university and your school, they'd be the ones to do it to. You know, if you wanted to throw the scent off yourself and throw it on to some sort of like, uh, you know, white supremacist uh, skull and bones conspiracy, that'd be it. I'm trying to I'm still trying to find this damn fucking damn. The survey is no longer active. They've taken all this shit down. That's what's going on. They've taken all the shit he posted down. They always do that. They always scrub their stuff right after Mm -hmm. their. uh... Found. Yeah. yeah, and the controversies that these guys have been faced with in the past are um, mostly around alcohol and hazing. You know, so it seems like a pretty, you know, if you would think of the sort of stereotype of what like a, you know, a bunch of white boys do in a fraternity, um, it's kind of that. So I just don't feel like these guys are, you know, on the surface, you know, the types that are going to be doing the type of ritualistic killings that these things look like, arguably, or the type of extremely well-organized and, and uh, you know, thoughtful killings. Um, doesn't make sense. So anyways, so, just to kind of di- wipe away that sort of affiliation that Koberger started to make. So here we go right here. It says the questions included, 
Did you prepare for the crime before leaving your home? Why did you choose that victim or target over others? What was the first move you made to accomplish your goal? After committing the crime, what were you thinking and feeling? He also asked how criminals leave, how criminals leave the scene and whether they act alone. So, yeah, that was those were some of the questions. Uh, what we got here? Koberger, a libertarian who was obsessively vegan and looked drugged. Yes, that was another thing. So I watched an interview with his aunt, I believe it was, and they said the last time they saw him before all this happened was at Thanksgiving. And, or no, because this happened before Thanksgiving. They saw him at some family function. Maybe it was Thanksgiving. Maybe it was after the killings. But anyway, his aunt was saying they had saw him at some family function and they were cooking and he freaked the fuck out and wouldn't eat. They, he made them go buy uh, brand new pots and pans because he was so aggressively vegan he would not eat um, <clears throat> any uh, eat from any pots that had, had any meat cooked in them at any point. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. Just really, really strange shit, guys. We're about to wrap this up and get on out of here. It's been two hours, and we got to get uh, make some re- Night Nations going on in about 20 minutes, man. So, yeah, guys, really bizarre shit. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, man, this shit, there's, 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 there's something fucky going on with this, with this, uh, with these Idaho murders, man. Uh, four beautiful white kids slain, brutally slain. Uh, in their beds after a night of partying um, in a party house uh, with two people that lived and didn't hear anything. Uh, very little like blood trails and things like that coming from the house. Uh, no, uh, in, in a play like in, in modern times, like there's no ring doorbell footage, right? None of this stuff, right? Comes up about all, it comes up <clears throat> in this case, right? There's no, uh, you know, they live in this, 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 uh, fairly wealthy college area, right? You know, fucking like a football field away from the Sigma Chi campus, and there's no ring doorbells, there's no surveillance, there's no video, there's nothing. The only video they had was from a fucking gas station. That's the only way they got the video of the white Elantra was from a fucking gas station. The only way they got the video of these girls at the food truck, because there's a really popular video of them at a food truck, was because like other people sent it into them. The cops were like not trying very hard it didn't seem like to find this killer right and then we've got the fucking the skinned dog uh this guy being fucking basically trained by an expert in serial killers right like it's just all of it man fucking stinks man and i'm telling you keep your eye on it because i will be i'll be covering it uh ad nauseum uh, but yeah, man, brother Akila, or actually, brother Night Nation, you got anything you want to say on the way out of here? Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, N and R, but we had the little thing from um, oh. uh, Lady Molnir. Oh yeah, we did, we did, we did, yeah, we did, it. we did. Thank you. I forgot about that. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, let's check this out. What is this? Let me get this pulled over. Thank you, Akila. I've got it right Ooh. here too. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> That's amazing. It's just the people that hate us for being. Uh, all right, let's see what we got here. Uh, 
were talking about this, Nick, how they wrap people up in their, you know, other groups up in their own. They're so privileged, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They gotta sandwich themselves. Yes, that's what you said. Well, it's like, you know, this is like uh, they're beating a dead horse. They're beating a fucking dead horse. I mean, yeah. they don't need any foundations uh, to, to, to unite non-whites against whites, right? That happens naturally, right? That's their natural fucking instinct, right? That's something I've always wanted to get through people's heads, man. That, like, Jews do not make blacks hate white people. Jews do not make Mexicans hate white people. They hate them instinctually, instinctually. They hate them by their very nature, Mexicans do not like you, white man, and it's not because some Jew has propagandized them to hate you, right? It's a racial hatred. They see you as a conqueror. They see you as someone who has stolen their fucking kingdom, right? Negroes see you as the per- the people who enslaved them for 400 years. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, and I mean, what they do do as well, like Night Nation is saying, is they wrap themselves up in the perceived oppression that these other groups have to appeal to those other groups to gain their support. They lobby and and do activism for them alongside their 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 plight. Um, but these types of commercials, to me, because what the Jew does do is they make white people hate themselves mm. through media and through advertisements like this. And I think that's a lot that's of cool. why. Uh, you know, our, our our side, a big reason that that we're that there's some anger towards Jews is how they make our people that we love see themselves and see us, and it's 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 very profane, right? When you see um, somebody like Biden call uh, anti-LGBTQ sentiment anti-Semitic, like how the fuck do you square that circle? And how did this right. retard even come up with this this convoluted notion? Well, right. I can square that circle because LGBT rhetoric is inherently Jewish. It is, right? right? So the Frankfurt School, like, you know, they were criticized among Jews for having called too much attention to Jews by being too, you know, uh, disgusting. Jewy? Yeah, too Jewy. Uh, and so, you know, they they have this whole way of trying to hide in, you know, in that perceived oppression. And then they get mad at, you know, like right, very Zionist Jews get get mad at very leftist Jews for, for being too disgusting, right? And, and too fucking gay and too perverted and stuff. Um, they don't like being having their, their own, uh, you know, cultural rituals put out there, like the circumcision stuff and the amount of uh, pedophilia that goes on in the Orthodox Church. Um, they don't want people to see them for what they are. So they say things like the same people who hate us for being Jewish hate all of you. And so then all those people and white people all kind of team up and they don't right. even know why. That's also kind of the idea behind multicultural societies, right? To, yeah. to overwhelm mm-hmm. white people with diversity so the Jew doesn't stand out. Right. Yep. Uh, that's a big, big, big motivation behind multicultural societies. But uh, anyways, guys, brother uh, Night Nation, you got anything you want to say on the way out of here? Uh, nah, just come watch in a few minutes. Yeah, go definitely go check out Brother Night Nation, man. He puts on a great show over there. Uh, Brother Akila, what you got to say? Um, the usual guys, 3.0, lift, laugh, and love, you know. Uh, get at me on NSFC, National Socialist Fitness Club, on Telegram if you need any help with your fitness. Um, and uh, check out the stream from earlier with John and Rob Rundo. 
Uh, I'm sure it was absolute fire. I did not get a chance to listen to it, but I will. I hope all you guys do as well and that you enjoy it. Uh, because again, those conversations between people like John and Robbie are absolutely crucial to us being able to build culture as John and I were talking about. It's our way out of this fucking bullshit that we just looked at in this small little clip here. Um, and it's high time that we, you know, move past this stuff and, and towards white collectivity. 100 fucking percent. Absolutely. 100 fucking percent. Uh, well, let, me, let me add that actually, John. I was okay. I was talking to um I was I was talking to Tim Murdoch earlier actually. I, I did a, a quick interview on his on his channel. Um and that's what I was saying to him too is that you know a lot of these problems we could deal with so many of these problems, but it always comes back to that white collectivity thing. Every time we have to figure out how to get people to start white people who don't identify with their race and don't have any pride at all in being a white person to start saying, you know what? Oh yeah, shit, I'm white. <laughs> and start to get in, get on board. Cause it's the only way if we start to do that, I think a lot of these other problems will start to work themselves out in the sense that people will start to realize their issues and then they'll start to deal with them. That's right. Yeah. This Jordan Peterson radical individualism as a, again, another, I'll use my mm -hmm. term again, bulwark against our collectivity is absolutely disdainful, right? It shows the self-hatred Jordan Peterson is his own best argument, right? The yeah. fucking, the, the, the turmoil inside that man is clear on his face. He's got the same face as Brian Kohlberger, all fucking stressed out. And, you know, he only eats meat versus Kohlberger, not eating meat, whatever. Uh, he's a fucked up guy and he's fucked up because he's feeding the world a line. And that, and that, that, that pile of bullshit that he's feeding us is the last absolutely the last step because everything that that man says up until that point is completely reasonable and mm -hmm. he goes off the rails at racial collectivity and he says no radical individualism is the answer and this is a fucking lie and it's eating him and it's it's destroyed his family it threw his daughter into the arms of andrew tate for fuck's sake destroyed his marriage destroyed her marriage right uh i believe with the father of her child if i'm not mistaken so and then his wife runs his life Ben Shapiro runs his life. Jews run him and own him. And he's telling, he's the one telling you radical individualism when in reality, your race will save you. The love of your race that's inherently in your blood will deliver us as a people. He's a very disgusting person. And everybody that's feeding you this bullshit, every boomer who believes in this, they've been fucking brainwashed by the same group of people. If you guys watch Devin Stack's Black Pill, where he goes through Century of the Self, this is an organized um uh long-term brainwashing of an entire generation of our parents generation and mm. it, it's it, we can move past it the culture that we build is the antidote he calls it a very scary a very dangerous thing right because he knows what it will bring he knows what jews will do if we collectivize and he's just afraid of it but we live in a world now where that sort of thing Anyways, I don't want to go too far with it, but imagine a, a war on that level over our white racial collectivity, right? Where they, where they, where, where, where we reproduce a World War II and the whole world is destroyed. He's a fucking twisted man. He's broken in his brain, and this is literally what keeps him up at night. And it's not the reality of how this will play out if whites collectivize. Bottom line, it's our space. This, this is these are our lives. It's our children's future on the on the line, and and uh, we're gonna make it what we want it to be because it's it's it, the, the world is what we make it, and it always has been. Look around you. Agree. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Wallums, dude, I'm really sorry, man. Thank you very much, bro. I just saw that Wallum says the girls called their friends over first, and then one of their friends called the cops from their phone. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they called the, the frat, and then, yeah. 
Uh, thank you very much for that, Wallums. And also, thank you very much to Chimp Blaster, Night Nation, Lady Mjolnir, uh, Piper's Ghost, MGC, Thug of the Goat, They Call Me Perp. Thank you all very, very much for the donations there. And also, thank you very much to Hadrian, Professional Zilch, and Bones for signing up for the Wignat membership. Guys, remember... Uh, Wednesday is going to be the book club for Wignat members only. Uh, so it'll be Wednesday, probably, uh, as soon as I get off work and get home. So it'll probably be around, nice. uh, 6 7 o'clock Eastern. So somewhere in there. And I also, I've already got the link for everybody to read along with the book and all that shit. So yeah, uh, thank you all very much to Hadrian, Professional Zilch, and Bones, the newest members of the Wig Wignat Club. Thank you all very, very much. Other than that, guys, yeah, it's been a busy day. I hope y'all enjoyed the uh, the double header we had here today. I greatly appreciate all y'all coming and hanging out twice. I know it was uh, kind of impromptu, but like I said, that's kind of the way it's got to be with uh, Brother Rob. Oh, and Bubba Smollett also just joined the Wignat crew. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, um, oh yeah, like I was saying, uh, when, when Rob's on, like he's, he's across the fucking world, so we kind of have to make it happen when it's able to happen, so thank you all very much, everybody who was able to make it, the replay is up, also, I'm probably gonna wait to put this re replay up until tomorrow, I'm gonna let that one ride for a little bit, and then I'll put this replay up, uh, tomorrow evening after I get home from work, but guys, thank you all very, very much for being here, I'm excited for the book club, it's gonna be a fucking blast, uh, uh, we got some really, really good, uh, so I think, uh, we're gonna do a Squire's Trial first, and then I think the second book we're gonna do, I've been kind of going back and forth if I want to do Industrial Society in its future or For My Legionnaires. Mm. It's gonna be one of those two. I don't know which one I want to do. Whatever it is, it'll be yeah, great, it's be whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hey, nigger hating Dave, thank you very much, brother, and Wallums, he said, all good, bro, thank you for a great stream, read the fucking book. <laughs> We're going to, uh, and nigger hating Dave says, great show, bros. Thank you all very, very much, guys. I greatly appreciate y'all. And as always, one people, one struggle. Have a great night, family. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.
Keep my ride.